This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Back out to February 8th. Jake Taylor's across there to cut him down this time. Infield to Smith. Smith tries to play the 1-2 and oh, a, foul from a poor challenge. Yeah. Jacob though pleading his innocence but I'm not sure. No, I'm not. Shot comes in. Oh, oh it's a, it's a perfect free kick. From Arthur Reid. 27 minutes here. You don't stop those, I'm afraid. No, it's a hell of a free kick from Arthur Reeders. And Colchester lead here by a goal to nil. And that's what we didn't want this afternoon. We didn't want them to come here and obviously, you know, gain that confidence and get a foothold in the game. And it's exactly what they've done. Fair play to Colchester. They've been, you know, they've been first to the ball, first to the second balls, and uh, they look lively. We just can't seem to get a grip on the game at the moment. And oh, here. Oh, oh a that's penalty. a penalty. Yeah. Definitely. And there Jake, we go, there's a there's a big start of the second half. And Jake Taylor, the man brought down. Clumsy from Connor Hall, I think it was. The Colchester captain, and this could be the perfect start to the second Absolutely. half. Had less than a minute of it. No arguments from Hall there. It's a, it's a stonewall penalty. And, you know, it's a positive start from us. Exactly what the manager would have been looking for here. Jack Garner stepping up with it. On his home debut then. There's a chance to level things up here on Beyond Radio could this be the perfect start to this second half it is Garner against Goodman takes three steps back and then just a little one he's going to be with the left foot here is Garner saved saved by Owen Goodman and that's potentially a really big moment in this game it's a huge moment you know we come out and obviously we have that excellent start and it's a good save from Goodman obviously you know Jed will be disappointed in himself there but hats off to the keeper it's a great save and hopefully we can just keep this momentum and still pile the pressure on them Brown leaves it for Taylor Taylor with the cross towards the back post and Rawson he's one on one Rawson flag's oh. gone up against Ferran oh, Rawson a great strike as well J- Jacob Lowe of all people it's a great finishing well, they don't happen very often, no, do they? They don't, know. Richardson gets it back to Owen Goodman in the Colchester goal. He's had a quiet afternoon, hasn't he, apart from that penalty apart, save? Apart from the penalty save, he's not had a lot to do, has he? Good pressure, though, from Charlie Brown. Wins it back, gets the cross into towards Garner. Oh. Knocks it down, needs somebody there. Oh, just couldn't get there. Could Joe Adams chance there for the Shrimps, though? Chris Stokes. He's going to try to find a bit of tempo now. We really need Bidot. to stop. Good ball. Here is Charlie Brown down that left side. Cross comes in. Oh, it's got oh, to the back post. Oh, chance of Brandon Barker. Brandon Barker just couldn't wrap the left foot round it. Good counter-attack. Great counter-attack. Great ball downside to Charlie Brown and great great cross from Browning. Colchester defender just misses out on it and Brandon Barker, like I say, not able to capitalise at the back. Just a tame effort with his left foot and just not able to keep it on target. Here's Tatonda being urged to shoot. Gets it out wide instead. 
to Smith. Ball going. Smith corner. Oh! oh! Jacob Badeau at the back post. How has he missed? I think he's just been nudged off balance. Coming in at the back post. It's a great ball in from Cammy Smith. And, oh, it just looked, looked like Jacob Badeau was just going to head it home. Free header at the back post. But I think he's just had a little nudge from the Colchester player and just knocked him off balance. But oh, it's a big chance at the death here. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Clearance comes in. We're over the eight minutes. Stokes has gone down. And the referee has blown full time. And the Shrimps fall to defeat here against Colchester by a goal to nil. A super free kick from Arthur Reid after 27 minutes. The difference. But how crucial was the penalty save from Owen Goodman against Jed Garner just after half time. The Shrimps sadly fall to a one goal to nil defeat a result that greatly benefits Colchester in their fight to stay in the league just one of them afternoons wasn't it first 10 minutes we thought it looked it looked good didn't it the guys the boys settled really well had a couple of good chances but just something just changed after 10 minutes didn't it I think they, they started with three at the back and when they went to four at the back they just found so yeah. much more room didn't they I think that's the thing and uh, you know Colchester obviously they come here and you know they're trying to feel their way into the game they didn't quite get that in the first 10 minutes and obviously once they found their foothold in the game they started growing a bit of confidence they you know they started pressing onto us higher and you know they got joy from it today and fair play to them obviously you know picking up a lot of the second balls and they made it very difficult for us to see uh, today and um, yeah obviously you know since probably after that 10 minutes spell in the first half um, you know we really we really struggled in the game we couldn't get the ball down we couldn't play our own game and they made it difficult for us they kept the ball well and you know obviously for the it was an unbelievable strike from Arthur Reed to win the game in the end but it's just one of those frustrating afternoons we come out and we looked we looked very good coming out obviously at the start of the second half we have a great opportunity with the penalty which obviously you know the goalkeeper makes a good save from but it's just these missed opportunities you know you score that penalty and it's a different game it, you know Colchester go on nervy and it's yeah it's, it's a frustrating one you, losing at home is never nice but obviously to lose at home to a team right down the bottom is a uh, they're fight- don't get me wrong Colchester are a good team and they probably shouldn't be where they are but they're fighting for their lives and you know you'll probably see performances like this from them for the rest of the season now uh, some posit- there are some positives from today though wasn't there a couple of good chances created in that second half and it's just been one of them days where they've just not had the bounce of the ball after the shrimps it's just every every second ball they've just never been quite there have they and that's the thing I think you know that's, that's been sort of like you know that's been how it's been the last few weeks and the last few home games it's obviously MK Dons we were we were unbelievable we were brilliant and, you know we, we were good here today as well and it's it's just a frustrating one Colchester just slightly better to us to the second balls and you know we haven't quite got the rub of the green recently and today you can see that we just didn't quite get that final product we looked looked good going forward we had a few positive moments but it's just that final product and getting the ball in the back of the net we seem to be struggling with and certainly a debut that Caden Harrick won't forget he to be fair he's been terrorised by Jaden February he he'll, be, yeah. he'll be having nightmares about him tonight won't he he will definitely you know like, like we've said before you know Caden's played well today but at the same time February is absolutely you know it, he's been a handful and it's been a tough game for Caden to be fair he's you know he's got booked early on in the first half and he's done well obviously to to see out how long he played and you know stay remain on the pitch um, but yeah it's, it's been a tough day for 
for obviously Caden and the rest of the lads and you know we're just going to have to pick ourselves up now for next week as uh, the game's gone now you can't change it obviously yeah it's disappointed but you know you can't change this and you just got to go again next week and pick up the results again so it's frustrating but just got to get as many points as we can now till the end of the season and it's a tough trip next week to Crawley isn't it that's never an it easy is. place to go is it yeah always a tough place to go there so you know hopefully lads pick themselves up hopefully we get a couple of players back fit again and uh, you know we go go there next week you know with some fresh legs and uh, a few more faces back involved again uh, Stu again obviously a disappointing afternoon uh, for the boys uh, on the long trip to Crawley next week uh, just got to stick with the team at the moment it's it's one of them things isn't it January's kind of like ripped the heart out of the team isn't it and it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like we've had two teams this year isn't it we've had a, a pre-Christmas team and we're going to have a post-January team aren't we yeah I think it's, it's, it's one of those things obviously it's disappointing to lose so many players at once you know usually like I said before you'd, you'd lose one or two and then you might lose another one or two like a few weeks later but to, to lose four, five, six players you know all at once and this you know we've had a, a few injuries in there which haven't helped we've had obviously the loan signings going back and Adam getting suspended Adam getting suspended today it's, it all adds up and all of a sudden you know you've got players that haven't been playing you've got new players coming in it takes time to gel so you know I think that's why you probably seeing the lads probably not as consistent as we probably should be going forwards and you know don't get me wrong we haven't been playing badly at all it's just been that final you know final piece of the puzzle and that will come and you know the more we play and the more we train together the more that will come so it's just about obviously getting that confidence in each other and getting to know each other more on the pitch so yeah it's, it's frustrating but I think you know I think we'll be fine obviously you know coming into it. Well, you had a 1-0 defeat at home to coach today just your thoughts on the game? Very disappointed to be honest, especially with the first half performance. I just think we were at the races first half. Um, obviously, we've had a few injuries to major players. Uh, Joel, Adam suspended, and Guion. So, with some small squad, when you miss players like that, it's hard to replace them. And obviously, it's shown that we went, went up to scratch first half. First half, you, see, you, you never really got going, and they did score an absolute crack over a free kick. Yeah, it was a world eagle. That's got an absolute great goal, as you say. But we just weren't at it anywhere on the pitch. We had players jogging about, which is just not acceptable. Um, we'll, we'll have a chat on Monday about it, go, go to everything about the game. But as I say, it just weren't acceptable. The, just the, the tempo wasn't there, the passing wasn't there. The second half, fair play to me, come out and, and we had a right goal. You say you came out after break, you got a penalty about 60 seconds into the second half, but unfortunately, Jay Garner couldn't take it. Yeah, we should have had a penalty first half. It's Stonewall. I've looked on um, Charlie and looked at it. It's Stonewall penalty. I don't know if he's not kept that first half. I don't know. He said there was two balls on the pitch. Well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, there was two balls on the pitch and they give a goal against us. So there's no consistency about it. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah, we got a penalty early on the second half. So we'd go on to, to win the game if we scored that. Obviously, Jed missed it, but it's one of those things. He didn't mean to miss it. Tried his best and obviously the keeper went the right way. You did put them under a lot of pressure second half, but didn't really create an open chance, did you? Well, I think they do had a chance, uh, back post header, uh, Faz back, back post as well, he had a header, it was a bit tough, it was a bit high for him, and uh, Brandon had a chance for side footer, but we should all score really, so we, we should have won the game at the end of the day with the second half performance. You mentioned there about consistency, the great win at MK Dons, followed by a defeat. Is that, is that where you're at now, trying to get the consistency home and away week in, week out? Definitely, just to see the way we play. Um, we play like we, we did against MK Don second half last week. We'd be in the playoffs every week. We'd be in the playoffs and we play like that every week. But we never, and it's inconsistent football. Our home forms dropped big time, and I don't know why. I think we look nervous into our home fans at the minute. 
I've got to shake it off. I've got to get a win from somewhere and kick on. No way, and I just say, how is he? His hamstring was stiff. He took a knock on it last week. It's not a pull, it's a knock on it. Joel's the same. He took a knock on it. So them two will be back the next week for sure. Final week of the transfer window. I know we've mentioned it a few times. Has today made you think about anymore about getting anybody else in? Not on today's performance. I'm already thinking about getting one or two in next week, so we'll see what happens. And as you say, trying to get that win away from home again. To the, home, the away form's been good, hasn't it, in recent weeks? It's just the home form. Well, away from home, we play with no fear. We go there and we, we get our teams and we pass the ball really well. And since the last few games at home, we seem to go into our shell and, and, and not do things that we normally do. But we've got to get through that. We've got to stop doing that and we've got to get some home wins. We did see a first sight of Saul Fox at Camden today. Came off the bench. Tough game for them, wasn't it? It was a tough game. I took a chance throwing him on to see if he a goal. But um, obviously, you see how, how big they were at the back before. But they come on it. It's given a start and hopefully he can go off from here. Charlie Brown got a start today and I thought he did well. Charlie done very well. I thought when Brandon come on as well, he done very well. Um, Jed done well at times, but obviously Mr. Countable, as I say, that's one of those things. It's not going to hold him to that. Well, Brandon, a 1 0 home defeat today. Your first appearance in front of the home fans. Just your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'm extremely disappointed. Um, you know, it's not how you want to start your debut with a loss. Uh, I thought the boys did give everything, so at least we ticked that box. But, you know, we have to be. We have to be creating more chances, and that's my role in the team. You know, I, I obviously need to get fitter. I think people can see that, but when it, when I do, I'm sure I can be the man to be creating things. One well, nil down at the break, and uh, to be fair to them, it was a great free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, some goals you just have to hold your hands up, and that was one of them today. Uh, he was a good little player, that um, the Reed. So you know, he's stuck one in the top bins and. You know, I thought that we actually defended well, other than obviously that one wonder goal. And you know, you just sometimes you just have to take on the chin. You came on for the second half, so you got 45 minutes under your belt. How are you feeling fitness-wise? I know you've not played a full game for quite a while. Yeah, um, I'm still struggling with my fitness. I have to be brutally honest. Um, but it's getting there. It's getting better from when I started. You know, two or um, two or three more games, and then I believe in that I will be flying. And you know, hopefully, I can show the fans what I can really do. To be fair to the team, first half wasn't great. The manager said that as well. We all sort of saw that. But second half, you, you gave it everything, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, we're footballers. That's all that people can ask of us, you know. Um, we have a good good uh, group of lads here. And, you know, we have our objectives for the season. And if we want to achieve them, we have to be winning, especially home games. So hopefully we can just sweep this one under the carpet and, you know, crack on with the rest of our job, yeah. And as an individual, how are you settling in? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I know a few of the boys here already, so the boys have welcomed me extremely well, so it's there's been uh, no issues, yeah. What sort of player can Morecambe fans expect? Uh, well, I'm very direct. Um, I like to carry the ball, dribble, go at people. Uh, I'm sure that I showed glimpses of that today, and you know, when I do get fitter, uh, that's the first thought in my mind, is to go at people and try and create chances. Still plenty of games to go this season. Still hopes towards a playoff spot? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we have to fight for something and we want to be going that way rather than the other way. So that's our objective and, you know, we'll take it game by game and hopefully by the end of the season we'll be right up there.
It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Thanks for downloading episode 151. This is Dave Salmon. Uh, didn't go to the game uh, against Colchester because I was away on a stag do. Not mine, somebody else's, but uh, I've made it back safe and sound. I have watched a full match replay of the game at the Mazuma on Saturday. Though I think it's fair to say uh, that uh, it was probably Morecambe's worst performance of the season. And uh, a bit of work for Jed to do uh, this week on the training ground, that's for sure. Hopefully we can put it down to a, a bad day at the office. I think there were, unfortunately, just a number of players just off the boil a bit uh, on Saturday. Uh, but that can't take away uh, from the fact that uh, we did give it a bit of a go in the second half. And I suppose with just a shade more looking if the penalty goes in as well from Jack Garner. I suppose it could have then been a different story, but uh, a disappointing defeat to say the least. Uh, and we need to put that right as soon as possible. A home form, a little bit of a concern as well now, isn't it? No home league victory uh, since uh, Jed Brannan took charge of the Shrimps. We need to get that off our backs as soon as possible and hopefully we will do just that uh, in just a couple of weeks time I can also clear up Adam Mayer's suspension uh, for you as well you'll have seen on the on the main uh, club social media account uh, that he was suspended and uh, we weren't quite sure why because uh, we totted everything up and we thought he only had nine yellow cards in League 2 it turned out and I've seen photographic evidence to back this up as well so it is correct and we've checked on the on the FA's website as well uh, in the aftermath of our winning goal against MK Dons last Saturday uh, Adam was cautioned we think for booting the ball away in the, during the celebrations there are pictures of Adam receiving the yellow card and that's why everybody ourselves the club every other media and everywhere you might see it online everybody missed it but uh, Adam did get a yellow card and that means he was suspended for Colchester and he also will be suspended for our trip to Crawley this coming Saturday it's the first of a, uh, a way double header we've got Walsall coming up a week on Tuesday Tuesday as well, that's the 6th of February, but uh, Saturday, uh, the longest trip of the season, it just about is longer than Gillingham by a mile or two, by my very rough calculations, I suppose it depends which way you go, but uh, the best part of 300 miles each way uh, to get to Crawley, uh, but we will of course be there, if you're not making the long trip south on Saturday, full match commentary on Shrimps live as ever, and I follow Shrimps uh, from just before 2.55, ahead of the game I've been talking to Crawley Town Superfan Nick Hilton. Good chat here with Nick uh, ahead of our trip there uh, to face Scott Lindsay's men this weekend. Nick, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to have a, a quick chat with us, mate. Really appreciate it. And I knew you were the right person for the job, Nick, when we were sorting this out earlier in the week. And you said, I'm just at Peterborough train station because I've just watched us away from home in the EFL trophy. I mean, <laughs> as any supporter, I mean, that's commitment for you, isn't it? It is, particularly as two weeks before we, we'd already gone on the train and the game got called off at quarter past six. So there's actually quite a lot of trepidation. Sometimes, for us, it's quite a big cup game in last 16 EFL. But the thought of the game being called off again was probably the biggest priority. Luckily, it wasn't. And unfortunately, we didn't win the game. But it was pretty typical of our season, to be fair. You know, we, we played well in parts. We took the early lead. We conceded quite quickly afterwards one defensive mistake and we can go back in the game. But afterwards, both Paul and Peter of our fans probably thought we were the better side in, in big parts of the game. Against a team, you know, that they only made two changes. We're quite a strong team now because we're not playing this weekend. So it it was a good a good performance. The manager's really pleased as well. 
which is probably the most important thing. And a few yeah, score players <laughs> one or two run outs. Which is always good in the EFL trophy, I suppose, isn't it? Um, how many did you take to uh, to, to Peterborough in the EFL trophy in, on uh, uh, 118? Not bad. You know, no, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, uh, obviously, it's quite a lot of controversy about the EFL trophy. Personally, for our club, I like it. I think it's been good this year because a few fringe players have, have taken the opportunity well and actually probably progressed better into the first team as a result. But obviously, the whole thing about the under-21s playing does create a lot of controversy and, you know, there's talks of boycotting the crowns aren't very good. And it, obviously, it is a concern. I mean, I think Brighton is still in it and if they win if they win and get to Wembley... It, it might be a bit of a worry for all concerned, but uh, it's not our problem anymore because we're out. So let's go right back then, Nick. And uh, before we talk about matters uh, on the field, can you explain as succinctly as possible about where you are in terms of your current ownership situation? Because as an outsider looking in, it seems well fun and games to say the least. What is the latest about? everything that's happened in the last six months, a year or so? Well, in terms of ownership, it's quiet in a way. In that last year was was a bit mad. They came in, I think the, the big issue was they came in with massive expectations. They said, you know, we're hoping to do reasonably well this year, build on success previous years. But it just it unraveled pretty quickly last year at first. I mean, you know, to be fair to them, they didn't expect what happened to the, the manager who was there, first of all, who got suspended quite early. They didn't expect that. Then they brought in a, a manager with a guy at England under 21 pedigree who really wasn't up to managing in this division. And they bought some big money signings. I think probably agents and other clubs saw them coming, to be honest. And then we were, and then over Christmas, it really went badly wrong in terms of we had a, a manager for three games, the owners in the dugout for one game, and then he kind of, then he kind of stabilised slowly. Scott Lindsay came in; he was happy to come here from Swindon, and we stayed up on a very memorable day in Hartlepool, and. Although we were favourites for relegation this season, moans and groans sometimes about owners sometimes evaporate when you're doing quite well on the pitch. And I think, although people have still got concerns about the long-term future of what they want and what the club, where the club is going under their ownership, it, it, it has stabilised. I don't think there's much money around. I know they haven't been particularly... So what I'm looking for, visible in recent months. It's a bit unclear who's running what and who's doing what. The club behind the scenes does a fantastic job in that we we really run on the shoestring, and you know the the people behind the people off off in the background do a wonderful job in different circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it's quite an. Imp- the next week or so, we'll probably show their intentions with the uh, transfer window. I mean, we've still got a slight slight chance of playoffs. I mean, the, the result against Salford and the performance wasn't good, but they've had a new manager. They 
they play to their strengths with Matt Smith up front. And, you know, hope, hopefully we can... Um, I, I just don't know what's going to happen next, next few weeks. The next week's important. Ho- hopefully offload some players who perhaps aren't in the first team and are on a probably reasonable wages and get some reinforcements in because the top 11, probably top 15, it's a pretty good squad. I mean, particularly... Some of the places we signed them for, mainly non, mainly non-league, they've really performed well. And you know, I, you know, when you when you support a new, when you support a club like ours, and Morecambe's a similar kind of stature, I'm just quite pleased to be in the um, in the league. But others' expectations are a bit higher. So yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit mad in terms of the ownership. I, I don't, you know, some things I've done really well. I mean. One thing they've done well is reduce reduce the price of season tickets and match tickets, and as a result, the uh, attendance has gone up by twenty five percent. I would say over the last year or so, and you know, we, it is it, it is difficult for us because I think the big difference between you, us, and Malcolm is that you're quite you got Blackpool now, and you've probably got Lang and Preston. But we've got loads of clubs. We've got eight, seven or eight London clubs. Probably more than that because there's people like Charlton and Kew Prince while going to the Championship. We've also got Brighton doing well. So we are pretty squeezed. And obviously, a lot, a lot of teams moan as us for being a bit tin pot, which actually we're quite proud to be. But you can't just build, you just can't build the tendencies from nothing, can you? It's really, it's really, it's really hard. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, though, I suppose, Nick, it, it, it's like you say, uh, it, it's all about, I suppose, the expectation, isn't it? And and where you yeah. are in, in, in comparison to that expectation, whether it's being in the league in the first place and staying in the league, or whether yeah. it's, as it was this season, being one of the favourites to go down. But ultimately, despite everything that may have happened off the field, proving everybody wrong. I mean, you've not had a, a, an absolutely blowing teams away season, but uh, you've been overall steady enough away. Yeah, yeah. And ironically, last year, we only won two away from home. We've won four already. And actually, our home form was really good. And then our away form was really good. And then our home, home form stumbled a bit as well. So, no, we, we've had some... Uh, yeah, we, we've done well, really <laughs> Really pleased, you know. Scott Lindsay is a good manager. He's he's done well. I th- I think he was the rumours that he was pretty keen to get to uh, Gillingham, and he didn't get the job. And since then, because he he's performed so well, I think people have put that to one side for the moment and seen what a good season we've had with the players he's got, with the budget he's got, and hopefully he'll be quite happy to end the season. And after then, who knows? Tell us a bit, if you can, then uh, Nick, about uh, about the, the the current season squad. What do we need to know about your team, players to watch, style of play? What do we need to know? Well, we're a good good passing team, which you know we do play from the back. Uh, we do press quite high as well. We did on Tuesday and Peter, which was really good. Um, got us. Normally play back three with two two ring backs, one of which is a converted left back. I'm sure I'm not spilling the uh, secrets because I'm sure we've been watched by Malcolm and others as well. 
particularly by your new manager, Mr. Brannan. So we could play good, good passing style of football. We like to get down to the wings and and put it in. We've got we got Harry Maguire's brother playing Lawrence, who's just which is a good sign because he was up being on loan since Ch- from Chesterfield, and he's he's signed for the rest of the season, which is really good news, which is an indication of you know the owners putting some money into back into the club. Um, who have we got? We got well, Daniel Walsh is our leading goal scorer, but we we play quite a fluid system. You know, like we've got Adam Campbell, who played for Gated last year. And he's a kind of forward, played for Notts County before, and he played kind of behind. We've got this kind of... Sarula is probably a real fan's... He's a real fan's favourite when he plays left wing, and he's been playing, previously playing left back. He scored a great goal on Tuesday. Uh, we've just got a good set of young players who are quite hungry to... To get on, I mean, my personal favourite, and I know he's not everyone's favourite, is a player called Katie Lollos, who we picked up from Oxford City of all places. And I don't think it was a regular for them last year, but he's, he's very good as an impact sub. And when he when he when he comes on and, and does it, he can kind of change games. Doesn't always work for him. He's a bit frustrating to watch, but he's he's good with two feet and a, and a good head on him. Now, Adam Campbell Nick, was a, 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 a Morecambe player for for a couple of seasons uh, uh, in in the old Jim okay. Bentley reign. Um, as he went back into non-league after he left Morecambe. I think he went to Darlington from Morecambe as, as memory serves. And then yeah. Gates said, like you say, now back in the EFL and by all accounts, he's, he's doing quite well for you. Yeah, yeah, he's good and he's very committed to the club. I think he moved moved all the way down and his family as well. Funnily enough, I remember him playing for Notts County. He scored a couple of goals about eight years ago in our first home league game of the season. So I wasn't surprised when he came down. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure what his true position is, though. I, I, I Personally, I like him to play further forward. I think he's quite good as a forward. But he, he seems to be quite in this kind of fluid midfield. So I don't think we've got any other players who play for you recently. Obviously, you probably take it. You probably take your players when it's kind of a different gene pool, I'd imagine. I, I'm not so sure about that, Nick. Actually, I mean, you know, you, you've gone down the non-league route, obviously, uh, and and that looks like it's having success. I, I think over the last couple of years, we've gone down the route of young academy players from from Championship or or, or Premier League clubs, and uh, in this transfer window, we've gone down the route of experienced free agents some of which are quite surprising that they've not had a club and, and, and we're kind of sort of getting them back on the feet and, and, and giving them that chance to get back into the the EFL. So a, a bit of a mixed bag for us, really. But I like, yeah, the, fact that yeah. you, I like the fact you've gone down the non-league route and you're picking out those those unpolished diamonds, if you will. Yeah, but you need a bit of experience as well. I mean, we've got Will Wright, we signed from Gillingham. G- 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 he wasn't wanted, I don't believe. Didn't suit Neil Harris's style of play when he was manager there. And we've got Dion Conroy. He did a good job of... Swindon. We've also got Ben Gladwin, who played for Blackburn mm-hmm. up there, some championship. Who's who is a really good player, but I think he's he's quite injured. But when he plays, he's a pretty linchpin. And I think uh, three or four of the players played with uh, Scott Lindsay at uh, Swindon as well. But you know, we got you know Scott Lindsay's done well. He's got a good relationship with the uh, the fans. He appreciates us, and I think we appreciate him. And I think we. You know, we 
despite all the uncertainty there has been, it's been quite, it's been a good season. You know, hopefully we can carry on. I, I think we'd be good to finish above 12. I think if we could still have a, a chance of playoffs, let's say, a few weeks left would be good. And there are still a few teams milling around there, aren't there? But it, you know, it depends how people uh, strengthen as well. Suppose at the end of the transfer window, that's what it's all about, isn't it? There's a lot of uncertainties around this time of year. But I suppose as a fan, Nick, that's all you ask for, isn't it? To keep that have the season being kept alive for as long as you possibly can. You don't want to get it to yeah. sort of the end of February and you're beached in mid-table, no chance of going down, no chance of playoffs. It makes a bit of a dull last couple of months of the campaign then. It is, but after expectations of beginning the season where people were Absolutely. expecting to go down... You know, I'd be quite quite relieved. Our January transfer window wasn't very good last year as well. So, uh, Scotland, he came in just before the end of it, but there was quite a lot of uh, murmurings about the lack of signings. But we did really well to stay up last year. You know, he did. You know, there was sometimes, and I think it, I think it reflected us in the club last year when things are really not good behind the scenes. And it kind of reflects itself in the in the playing performance as well. And he did get rid of quite a few older, more experienced players from previous regimes. And uh, yeah, well, I think we've done quite well this year. So I suppose you've kind of asked answered the question there, Nick, about well, what what constitutes a good season for, for Crawley Town between now and the end of the campaign. Top ten, top twelve, keeping in touch with that top seven for as long as possible. Keep in touch with playoff contention for as long as possible. Uh, beating 12, I think, would be quite nice. Getting in the, in the top 12, in the top 10 would would be would be ideal, really. And not having to worry about relegation this season is a real bonus. I, I, I do think in this league, it's such a tight league. If you have a bad start and we had a reasonable start in the end, I think it it, it does make a big difference. Because once you have a good start, you can afford to go on a bad run. Because it's all about runs, isn't it? You get five or six games doing well, then you go on a bad run and people will do them in gloom. And then you get back in a, a reasonable run. If we could win home and away together in a run of two or three, it might put us up the table a little bit. And for the uh, away travelling more contingent, Nick, uh, what can we expect uh, as we uh, head down to Crawley. I think it's one of our longest, if not our longest away trip of the season. But uh, for the fans making the trip, what can what can we expect? Well, in terms of the... In terms of the stadium and uh, the, the, the day well, out well, for away fans. Have you have, have you been there, Dave? Um, have have, been... Not, not for a few years. No. Well, it's probably the same as it was a few years ago. Uh, it's obviously, it was built as, as a Southern League club. We were in the Southern League. It was a purpose-built for the Southern League. And to be honest, when the council built it, because it's, 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 it's a council-owned ground, which is rented out to Long Lease. And Brighton Hope women also play there, which helps us with the maintenance of the pitch. Um, the only big change we had was in 2012, when we had to do extra seating. So it's, it's quite... It's like a temporary stand, which Bristol, I just like Bristol Rovers used to have on on the one side, got a main yeah. stand. And and to be honest, because the terrace in 
I think if you designed it 10 years ago, the Chelsea might have been a bit deeper and bits and pieces. But I always like to think that away fans quite like coming to Crawley, especially some of the bigger clubs seem to quite like us because you're close You're close to the Terrace. You can go in the, uh, the two bars beforehand. We've got a little fan zone as well, which is really good, which is quite a new initiative by the uh, behind-the-scenes people this year. And... Uh, I think they always get a reasonable, friendly welcome. A huge thanks to Nick Hilton, Crawley Town superfan, as you heard there. Even followed Crawley away in the EFL Trophy. That's dedication for you, isn't it? Nick, thanks very much indeed, mate. Looking forward to the uh, trip. Not so much the drive, but I'm sure we'll have a good time when we get there. Full match commentary on Saturday afternoon in League 2 of Crawley Town against Morecambe. Uh, Looking forward to your company on Shrimps Live. If you're not heading down to the game, we'll be on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio. From just before 2.55. And also, of course, as ever, you can listen and watch via I Follow Shrimps. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.